Mom! What? <laughs> I just wanted you to listen to that. I, I was listening the whole time. <laughs> I call my mom, you call your mom. We all call oh, our moms. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to We Called Your Mom. This is, in fact, we have some sad news. It is our last episode, our 26th episode. We yes. have not been asked back. Uh, we we did our best, but, uh, but it's not in our stars to continue here. But maybe we'll find another home or we'll do it on our own someday. But we're just going to take a little hiatus. And mm-hmm. we thank everyone who listened. And of course, if you want to. I don't know. Flood we'll Serious Radio with requests. <laughs> <laughs> write in and say, write in. Save. We need, we need we more your moms. moms. <laughs> we've got more moms out there. But I see. And I think after so many moms, amazing moms we've talked to, this is the 26th episode, and I would like to dedicate it to you, my mom, Diane. So this episode will be Diane, Beth oh. Stelling's mom. Oh, boy. And... Um, I'd like to just really get right into it because you okay. and I, mom, we met in the mid eighties. What'd you think of me when you saw me first, when you first saw me? Oh my gosh. You were just beautiful. Beautiful baby I was wrinkly bundle. and red from what I saw. Uh, maybe your cheeks were a little red, but you know, well, it's, it's, you know, th- this was- has been an interesting time frame for me because, because of your cousin, Josh. His wife, Sammy. Sammy mm-hmm. has been really, a, I think, a incredible young woman who experienced many miscarriages. And when I was in my 30s, that is something that women just didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember writing to Sammy and saying, you know what? When I had my miscarriage, I was um, carrying twins, which was very unusual on both sides of the family. And then to have lost them in the fourth month... Mm-hmm. I was devastated. Wow. It was sad. And guess who I, this is what women tend to do, I think. I blamed myself. I yeah. thought, oh my gosh, I should have slowed down. I should, you know, I have two other little girls that keep me busy and I have a part-time job. Why didn't I just slow down, eat better, sleep, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and that's what women do, I think. We kind of turn against ourselves sometimes oh, yeah. when bad things happen. And not just in that area, but other areas. You, you. Why do, do you that. do that? You blame yourself. Yeah, I'm but, over here doing that kind of stuff for sure. I know you are, which I think there are parallels with the way women get through some really difficult times. Um, but I have to say, the uh, I had some uh, mothers, uh, you know, students who really came through in such lovely ways and wrote me notes and said, "Boy, I can only imagine how." Um, how emotionally you and physically you're drained. Anyway, I got through that with a lot of support from other women, kind of like, you know, some of these mothers that we have talked to over the last two years, some of the stories they have told, they are uplifting. But mama, I was going to ask, were you teaching at that time? Oh, yes. Yeah. I was teaching Yamaha, so part-time. But so when you, yeah. uh, And then did you wait how much longer did you wait until I came along? Because- I mean, what a year? It, it was exactly wild. a year later because I had the I miscarriage mean, on April fourteenth, and you arrived a year later on April the ninth. You know, so, I was going to ask you, like, what do you think? 
the world probably would have been a scary place if there were two of me. <laughs> it would have been. I'd be. It would have been one. fantastical. It would have been fantastical. Was that, and so again, when you came along, it was like, oh my gosh! And years and years, as you got, you know, you were a baby and then a toddler, and just so vibrant and alive. I would often say, well, you see, if if that hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't have you. I still yeah. feel that way. Because I would have made five, and that would have been a lot of kids. That wasn't Wait, in the plan. I don't yeah, think. No. Um, was I C-section? Mom? Uh, no, you were not. Only Megan was. Whoa. Hannah was so not, and you were was... not. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it I think it depends on your doctor. Huh? Did it hurt, and were you scared? What, the C-section? No, just having me, oh. birthing me. Not really. I had a great doctor. And uh, no, not at all. I was excited. I couldn't wait. And Megan and Hannah were probably excited to see me. Oh, my gosh. They just doted on you. You were like a Cabbage Patch baby. They toted around and played <laughs> with and cared for. And they were great. They did little, you know, all the little jobs for me and go get this, go run for that. Um, it was really one of the happiest times of my whole life. Except yeah. you came along. Because they were helpful. So anyway. They were probably like little mommies. Yeah. Megan was just starting kindergarten and Hannah was zipping around, you know, with her little mullet and... <laughs> <laughs> and now she's well, passed. We're on very happy. Her son Kelly. Oh boy, that's another. Did story. you? Did you? Did you? Did you crave things when you were pregnant with me? Because I remember loving like cheese puffs and vanilla wafers. Oh well, yeah. Okay, I I had a real sweet tooth. I you and know, then I have the only, one. The only, I know, and so does Hannah. I told Hannah on the afternoon she was born. Uh, like right around 1 a.m. And that afternoon, I remember eating, seriously, like a half a pound of M&Ms all by myself. I was just bored, <laughs> but they were so good. And then I had her like seven hours later. Um, and with you, I think I just, well, see, what I did with you was I thought, you know what? God darn it. If I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And there were certain things I didn't like, like tuna. Ooh, smells got me. But I ate and ate. I gained 40 pounds with you. 40 pounds. That was a lot. <laughs> but I did. I also, those little things in your mind that say, okay, I really want to take good care of myself. And I'm going to just take care of myself and uh, not worry about gaining weight or not worrying about anything, really. So it was a, it was a really happy pregnancy. And Yes. Easy. Did you feel like oh, you were well. able to do that, Mom? Yeah. I, I feel like I did. I enjoyed it. Just sort of, yeah. 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 I'm glad. And you were a happy baby. Like, you were easy baby. You really, really were. Mm-hmm. Really, what all three like, of you were. What was baby. my first word again? Belbo? Belbo. I don't know what that was, but Elbow. Elbow. Oh, maybe. Or Elmo. Well, no. Was Elmo around in mid-80s? I think so. I don't really know. It's just like you're putting a little... Things together, you know, syllables and yeah. Oh my gosh, could you believe how Kelly was singing uh, the ABC song last night? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, he's so adorable. Oh, for our listeners, we all <clears throat> Megan and my sisters Megan, Hannah, and me and Mom got on Facetime last night, and Hannah's um, our middle sister. She's got her little ones running around, and Kelly, <laughs> who she's passed her mullet to, 
he sang the ABCs for mom because her birthday's coming up. Mom's birthday's coming up next week. And uh, we did a little early gift opening just to make sure she liked it so she could return it in time. (laughs) I'm I'm still in shock. I love it so much. I was shocked. We all chipped in and you all chipped in and, and a got mom a nice Louis Vuitton purse. <laughs> and Hannah said, it's, I'm going to have to move. <laughs> I can't afford my rent. I'm going to have to sell the house. <laughs> <laughs> it mom, was lovely. When you were little, or I mean, when I was little, when I was growing inside you, did you like listen to certain types of music or you didn't, didn't you like SNL? Oh yeah. I loved SNL. But see, I played piano all the time. So think about it. You're sitting there on the bench and you have a a growing little baby in there and they get get all that great music firsthand. Yeah, I, you know, it's I not did like have we a had to put row a seat. You had a front row seat to the keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Sure you know who else loves classical music? I'm just going to say. Who? Is Nigel. He does. Every time I'm in there playing, he he's right under the bench oh, and my. I leave my Classical music station on all day long now. That's one thing during the pandemic. I just keep it going 24-7. He just curls right up. I remember you. Soothing. um, I thought my guest was going to be Adam Levine. Remember when he had that song, Memories, and you were like, you realize he's taking this from Pachelbel. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Can't remember that. Yeah. I I think I like, I enjoy writing too. Um, classical music. I mean, I went on to play cello. I know it, and you are good. You were really good at it. I've actually prepared a song for you. Did you really? Yeah, for this particular episode. Wow. Do you want to hear it? That's exciting. Sure. Yes, I do. Okay. I have been practicing upwards three times. (laughs) And it goes like this. Okay. Wait, sorry, I'm going to start him. guess it even though i messed up no can you do it again okay this is like name that tune show getting canceled yeah i was sad i was sad we were but both sad onward and upward onward and upward and we've um, had so many good times i've i've loved learning about everyone um 
I still want to dedicate more of this episode to asking you questions because I want it to be my own um, audio scrapbook of of you and m- my time together on this podcast. Thank you for hosting it with me, Mom. Oh my gosh, I've had such fun. I will really, really miss. Grown. We have. I mean, I looked forward to this special time with you, seeing you and talking. But most of all, these extraordinary mothers of artists that are so successful in what they're doing. Yeah. And I think like each one was so different. Like, um, oh, so I want to go through all of them, but first I want to finish interviewing you. So don't, okay. don't try to change the subject, Diane. Oh, okay. Um, Tom Selleck or Harrison Ford? Oh, Tom Selleck. He does have a strong stash. Wow. He's tall, he dark, and handsome. I liked I him I better him. as Magnum. I liked him in Three Men and a Baby. Oh, I know. So cute. Gosh, but what a great he is movie. still a very handsome man. Formidable man. Yeah. I wonder what he's yeah. up to now. I guess we could look it up. Well, he's on Blue Bloods, which is a show on Friday nights. Oh. You know who loves Tom Selleck is Graham. She does. Oh, she thinks he's so cute. Yeah. Graham is, uh, well, she was episode six, Trudy Duvall. Yeah. Um, and she is 101. Currently 101. Voted in the last election the right way and <laughs> saved us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were, we were talking about, uh, when I was there last weekend, we were talking about Eleanor Roosevelt and how, you know, my mom really looked up to her. As a oh, young really? woman, because she was just this brilliant woman. And then after FDR died, you know how uh, um, Harry Truman really relied on her to, you know, he she was an advisor to him. Well, anyway, without going too far off the, yeah. the horizon. But uh, we were just saying that, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt could do a great job today if she were only here. It's true. And able to help us out. Well, I was trying to write a joke about that, actually, where um, I was just saying, like, you know, I, we're from Dayton, Ohio. Um, it is the birthplace of aviation. And, well, then I guess North Carolina claims first in flight. But Kitty Hawk. I was just saying, I think we should redo all the firsts because you don't get to be first if you're the only one who was allowed to do it. Do you know? <laughs> like, can you imagine if women were allowed out in 1892 in that bicycle shop the Wright brothers started in Dayton? I just feel like we would have gotten to Peloton a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> but how great for us here in Dayton, Ohio, in Oakwood, to see the Wright family, their their mansion. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I love you, Mom. Within a mile of our house, <laughs> we know that the flight really started here. Those boys, those men, yeah. they are responsible for flight. Yeah, uh, that's true. North Carolina. I mean, they just it on chose there. to go to the. You know, they needed the wind. To the shores. They needed the wind of Kitty Hawk, but to say they're first in flight, mm-hmm. that's stretching it a bit. I feel like that's like Dad saying he gave birth. It's like, well. Actually, maybe <laughs> maybe that's a bad comparison. Oh, that's not a good comparison at all. We're landlocked here. We, we there even... are no beaches, no ocean uh, for the uh, 
the types of conditions they needed. But yeah, that's stretching it. <laughs> Not all my analogies are bulletproof. It was off the dome. No, that's that's okay. Just off the cuff. So right. when you were a little mom, like, um, we've ta- you've shared some of your stuff just through our interviews, but. Did you, I know you loved music. Like the things I've learned about you, of course, were, you know, you took piano with Mrs. Um, Zerby. Mrs. Zerby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, sometimes that was a chore for you, but you also did love it, right? Well, I, you know, she was just an extraordinary teacher. I started when I was five and she would, get this, come to our house at eight in the morning. We would do Rude. our lesson out in the living room. And then she'd take me to school. I mean, we wow. did that for a while. And, and then in as her I car, got, or did you walk? Oh yeah. Oh no, she. I hopped in her car. She had a convertible too. It was very what? Cool. Yeah, she had a convertible. And well, she didn't take the top down at you know eight thirty in the morning, but she was just lovely <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then as I got older through elementary school, you know, mom dropped me off, and I had my lessons there, and. Uh, there was one year, I think it was in sixth grade, that I just didn't want to practice. I was really not, didn't want to do it. So my mom and Mrs. Zerby got together and they said, okay, take a year off. Really? And they did. Yeah. But here's the good part. My mom was in cahoots with the principal at our school and he would ask me to accompany the chorus. So, I mean, I was accompanying the chorus in like Whoa. sixth grade. What? And then I re- yeah, and then I realized Mom. I loved it so much that the following year I got back into piano lessons again. That's kind of like me with stand-up comedy. Yeah, exactly. Like you were saying last night that you you needed a break. Yeah. You were just but really I interrupted needing you, a break. Mom. You you were about to no, say no, no, so in, okay. in a way. So in a way, I didn't quit. Yeah, that's what my mom really wanted was for me to keep playing and. And, uh, oh, this principal of ours, Mr. Thomas, he was so great. And he invited me to play in a company. And so I thought that was a real big deal. So before you can accompany, you have to practice. And so that's what I did. So, oh, dear. That's the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who could it be? Do you need to get it? I don't it? know. Or do you want it to could be put? just um, my ink um, cartridges from Staples. <laughs> I ran out of ink. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> what was um what was one of your biggest fears as a kid? Um well I was a real homebody, really. Yeah. Uh my biggest fears as a kid that I would somehow get separated from my mom and dad. I think that was it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's just crazy. I like I had this really, you know, I still have her, but my cousin Gail, she was so outgoing and fun and she'd always want me to come and spend the night. Yeah. And they lived down in for a while. They sort of lived in Detroit area, and I remember I'd be there all day and we'd play and play and I loved it. And then at night I'd go to bed and then I was real sad and I'd, you know, cry and they had to call my dad to come get me. <laughs> That's about the only thing I can think of really being afraid of. What was his attitude? What was around well, said Uncle Grove? What was Grandpa's attitude when he had to come get you? And what time was it? Because it's like, was it three? It in could the morning, have been like, or maybe, was it probably no. like nine p.m.? Yeah, like nine p.m. <laughs> and he, he always came for me. He didn't give me a hard time. He really, really? didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he did not give me a hard time at all. 
<laughs> he was a homebody too. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think of, really. I don't think I was afraid of anything. Um, I remember writing the sentence, like, I remember seeing the sentence written on a paper or a worksheet of mine, like, you know, from early grade school, it said, like, what are you, f- biggest fear? And I wrote S-N-A-K-S, snakes. Oh, yeah. Which I, I probably was so did to you. of snakes, yeah. Well, I remember us being at Torch Lake and a little snake going over your toes and you screaming and it felt like we could hear it all across the whole lake. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was probably like a, a gar- gardener snake yeah. or something. Because there's not poisonous ones up where we were, but oh, it creeped me out. I screamed so loud and I ran all the way back up to the cabin like a baby. <laughs> I remember I do have things. irrational fears of snakes like as an adult, but as a kid, I, w- I went to camp. What? You mean like a snake coming up the toilet? <laughs> well, you know, honestly, some of the crazy things you see on Instagram, remember we were talking about that in one of our podcasts when there was this like boa constrictor, this big yellow boa constrictor that knocked down the door. It had Ew. been in the bathroom. Remember that? Ew. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or remember Megan's roommate at Ohio State? Oh, yes. That Ariel one roommate of April. hers had this. April? No, Ariel. What was her name? Ariel. Rachel. Rachel, Megan, and she was a really neat girl. She loved animals. But in her yeah. room, she had this big giant snake. Ew. Ew, Mom, you're making me lift my feet up. I'm sorry. But it's were you there that weekend when we were all sleeping in Megan's room and they and I asked Megan to lock the door because I didn't want the snake to come in? <laughs> and so I'm lying down on the mattress. And then, of course, you know what Hannah does. She sneaks over and goes, <laughs> and, you know, takes one of my toes and, and, oh my gosh, I was screaming. I just let it out. You might not I, have been there. I, I don't, I, I forget but if you I think told you me about it, but there. I, yeah, I remember, I remember meeting her. She had red hair and she was a veterinary and assistant. Yeah. Yeah. She loved animals. And Wasn't loved a bit animals. afraid. And so did I. That was my thing when I was a kid. I thought I was going to be a veterinarian. I know, I know. And you would have made a great vet. Unless they Thank brought you. a snake in, perhaps, but And then I would have said, No snakes here. <laughs> Take him to another snake doctor. We might have to put <laughs> him under a doctor of southern accent. Um <laughs> Yeah, my biggest fear was losing you. Like I was definitely scared of losing you. I remember coming wow. home after school and you'd be taking a nap on the bed or something up in your room and I would come run up the stairs and lay next to you for a little bit and yeah, just make sure your chest was going up and down. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. a- That's how I learned you had heart-shaped nostrils. You're an angel. <laughs> I do remember you telling me that one time, and I thought, what are you talking about? What is that? It's probably one of those long days at middle school, right? I came home exhausted and crying. (laughs) Kids can be so mean. (laughs) Yeah, middle school was like going to another planet for a while. Really? Yeah, and then I got it. What was the meanest thing? The meanest thing? I mean, I, I don't want to relive horrific moments, but I was just curious. Oh, gosh. I, I, 
I I can't remember specifically. I mean, because there were some really good kids too, but the ones that were just <laughs> outright disrespectful, I always had a comeback. <laughs> I always said, I always said, don't you ever talk to me like that again. I mean, they would sometimes just tell you stuff like, you know, shut up or, um, yeah, I don't know. Megan last but, night when we were, wait, sorry, what mom? No, but I, I was going to say that, you know, after a while you, you do it for a while and then you realize that they're just as scared as you are. <laughs> they really are. Every day is different for them too. They're yeah. just trying to survive. And that one thing, of course, Marsha, my sister Marsha would always say, listen, don't take it personally. Yeah. Whatever happens, they are always going to align themselves with peers. So don't feel slighted. Don't feel bad. They're not going to align themselves with you. You're the adult. Yeah. And that was such good advice. Don't take it personally. I've tried to like deal with that on my own in... I guess it's less with, like, I think what I need to embrace is a little bit of that, right? Like, because if you're, coming, oh to see, if you're yes. coming to see me as a stand-up, typically you're a fan, right? And so what I, I need to make adjustments, like, going forward if when the world opens back up and I tour again. Because yeah. I think you get used to having, you know, people tell you to have, like, a thick skin or don't take things personally or whatever. So especially when it comes to like your stuff being viewed online or a special coming out or, you know, where it's reaching people who won't know you. So they're going to have an opinion or they didn't seek it out. You know, it was placed before them and they didn't necessarily ask for it, but, and they, so, so you're supposed to have a thick skin for that. Don't read the comments and, you know, don't take it personally. And obviously you want it to be well received, but not everybody's going to love it. But then the adjustment I need to make for my in-person shows is actually the opposite of that. Like there's still going to be strangers that come see me to check it out or like they didn't know what they were coming to. They just wanted to go to a comedy show. But right, right. I'm at the point in my career now where most people have chosen to see me or they know what they're getting into. And I need to be less on the defense, like ready, like with my guard up, I guess is what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. more enjoying it. Like these people came to see me and let's have fun. Like I definitely did that yeah. on the tour before the pandemic, but I also mm-hmm. was so driven and work focused that I think I could have enjoyed it a little more, but I was like meticulously tinkering with my yeah. set. So when I listen though. back, there is that joy I feel when I can hear people laughing at stuff that I made. And it's also right. funny to feel disconnected from the thing I made in a way. Like I wrote it, but listening to it, it's like, how did I do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so strange. Well, you know what I think too? I think after this pandemic is over, I think people are going to think a lot less or put a lot less value on things that they find on the internet. We've been so forced to uh, depend on the internet and Zoom calls and meetings. And um, I think people are going to be so ready to get away from that. That yeah. your live shows are going to be your live shows. People are going to be there, like you said. Either they're going to know who you are or they're not, or they're just going to really enjoy the whole experience. And I don't I don't know. I could be wrong about this, but I just have a feeling people, I mean, honestly, you look around, there are certain individuals that we have seen um, 
no longer able to get on Twitter because of the, um, the, the falsehoods and the lies that they persist in putting out there and Facebook and other, uh, ways of communicating that I think people are just tired of reading something and go, I don't even think that's real. That's not true. And they're going to decide for themselves. They're not going to just, uh, you know, basically sit in their basement and and say mean things about people just because they can. I would hope. I would hope we'd come out of this with a much different uh, Mm. appreciation for each other. Don't you think? I think it's going to be like like you said the other night. You really enjoyed your show. You had fun. Yeah. And it was great to get back out there and do what you love to do. Yeah, like I say, uh, I've said this before. It's like I'm not my art, but it's hard to tell us apart. Well, sure. You know, I think that could be said for a lot of people. Yeah, my identity is tied to it, and it's hard for me to, without doing it for a year. While I really needed the break, and I started, and I didn't miss it, and I almost hated it. Right, um, right. You went through some s- stages there where you just didn't I really want to even do it anymore. Yeah. yeah, I really hated it. I was mad at stand-up. And um, I still don't know how I've, I mean, I loved getting to perform for that small outdoor crowd. And it's still tumultuous for me because obviously I wasn't touring because I didn't want to put my fans and friends at risk. And um, we're still not through the end of this yourself. pandemic. Yeah, right, and myself, right. of course. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are safe shows because people are, you know, for, to the best of our abilities, but there is still some confusion I know around levels of safety. I mean, people are sh- not showing up if they feel sick. They're, te- you know, tested and temperature checked. Are they wearing masks? masks? Are, is oh, your yeah. audience wearing masks? Good. Of course. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, and it's good. small and outdoor. But anyway, that's beside the fact. That is something that's a little bit interesting to grapple with going forward, which is why I haven't been touring because I didn't want to be responsible for putting people at risk. So testing the waters here in LA and doing that show it felt good and, you know, to I'm be glad. in front of a crowd, even though their faces are covered, you know, you can see their eyes. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, and the fact they really want to be there. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. I think people are going to be making different kinds of choices. They're going to be looking for the, I mean, maybe I'm just sitting here in Ohio thinking, well, aren't we going to look at people a little differently after this? The things that are most important to you come to the I surface. Hope. I think it's yeah. going to be like um, dried mud. You know, I think it's actually going to be a little stiff at first and then it'll start cracking off. Does that make sense? Like well, getting up out of a mud bath. Like I don't think it's going to be immediate. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yes. Meaning like people have been relying on their phones and, and really just so focused on them. And it's going to take a second to be like, I might even open my shows that way. And it's not the mud analogy. <laughs> Why am I obsessed with analogies? I guess it's my job. But um, <laughs> That's okay. More like, hey guys, like I know you've been, you know, attached to your phones. It's been your only lifeline, but like, let's, let's be present. (laughs) Sure. I think some people are really ready for it. I just do. Well, I think we need to take a break. So we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm not tired. Well, okay, so you've never been to a, oddly, the only, you've never been to a special taping of mine, but you did come with me 
you've seen me do Kimmel live in Vegas, which I felt bad about that myself. That was fun. We very supportive. Who even knows why? That was fun. We had a good time. Yeah, we went to a fun <laughs> dinner. No, I mean, yeah. the whole show was fun, though. It was it, You did a great job. It was Song. fun. Song did our makeup. Oh, my gosh. Did she ever. And it was just really a nice experience. But no, I've never been to one of your tapings. Uh, one, like, let's go back. One, your first one was where? Boston? Song was it Boston? Lopez. Um, I just wanted to say Song's full name because she did. She's a great makeup artist. Oh. But yeah, she um, did a lovely job. What mom was the question? Well, I, I was just thinking some of your uh, tapings took place like in uh, Boston. Am I right about that? Yeah, wasn't that was it my Comedy first Central? half hour? And then in LA uh, yeah. was my Netflix LA. half hour. And then I did a South by Southwest Showtime special in Austin. And but then, see, those weren't ideal for me to come and, no. you know, just sit and watch. And then when you did it in Minneapolis last uh, March, as you recall, I kind of wanted to come. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about coming. And then, of course, it would have been fun if Megan could have come, but she can't because she's so busy with the kids and yeah. her family. So, And then I really honestly thought I got the feeling that you probably didn't need to have me there. You know, well, who needs one more thing? Yeah, I like, don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to see you it. much. Yeah, you would be, and I understood. Yeah, I'm not over here saying, Mom, why don't you come to my tapings? It's really more like, did I invite you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, like some of the moms, like, you know, that Fortune's mom, she she got to introduce her daughter. I know. Yeah, I wasn't asked. I owe you one. I wasn't asked, but perhaps in the future. I want to go down memory Another lane. time. Mom, <laughs> November 25th, 2018 was our photo shoot with Kim New Money. Elle oh. Favorable did our makeup and Lindsay did our costumes. That was so fun. And that's I we, loved that visit. That was yeah, so fun. That was our season one. And we spoke mm-hmm. with um, the moms were Marilyn, Lydia, Mary, Sandy, Charlotte, Trudy, Chris, and Patty. Um, yeah. Marilyn has since passed. Marilyn Bamford. And um, she was so lovely, you know, to think about doing the very first one with Marilyn and she was so interesting. And we got off on so many little side roads, you know, yeah, Michigan and Northern Michigan University and Miami. And I mean, she just was just spectacular. And, and so Maria funny. keeps her memory alive through her act and also some of the really great videos they did together and Lady Dynamite. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sending yeah. out some love for Marilyn. Um, oh, yes. Lydia, I just watched Sam Rich- Richardson in Hooking Up, which is a movie with Britney Snow on. I forget where I rented it from. It was so good. Was it good? Yes, He's I great. Loved it. it was really yeah, one of Sam's, like for me, one of my favorite moments watching him because he's the lead of it. It's a movie called Hooking Wonderful. Up. Wonderful. That. Oh, that's cool. And for Mary's son, Jonathan Van Ness, I am so excited oh. for the new Queer Eye ep- season. Oh. I can't she wait. was hilarious. She was I'll so funny. She told that. one of our favorite stories. That was episode three. She really three. did. Yeah. Yeah. And then we talked to Sandy Rogan, Seth's mom. Seth has been really into pottery during the pandemic. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Not pot, but pottery. No. <laughs> he added a T E R Y to it. <laughs> yeah, because Sandy had some cute stories about the brownies, remember? And uh, yes. her husband. Yeah. Yes. 
And Baron is great. Baron had another kid. Charlotte. Oh, Baron did? Yeah. You're kidding. I've been seeing him on Superstore. Oh, really? Yes, he plays like a security guard. I think. I didn't know that. No, I'm pretty sure. I I looked him up. I thought, is that Baron Vaughn? Uh, (laughs) And it was. It was. His faces, his expressions are really hilarious. Yeah. He is a star and always has been. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, maybe I made it up, but I'm almost positive he had another little baby. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm sure well, that's keeping things real and happy. Yeah, and then um, the putter boss, Tiffany and Danielle's mom, Chris, I got to spend Thanksgiving Chris. with them outside um, at a park, and all of our food kept blowing away. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, Didn't you have popcorn or something? Wait, what did no, you have? Corn casserole. Rice Krispie Treats. Oh, corn grass. <laughs> and then we okay. talked to Patty Forte, Will's mom. Mm-hmm. She was that really was sweet. Yeah. And then season two was just, oh, we did our first, July 25th, 2019, we did our first live, first and last live, we called oh, your yeah. mom, in Montreal, Canada. Yeah. That was with Sophie's that mom. That was really Sophie a different Bell's experience. Mom, Toby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still, I told everybody knows, I still feel bad. Like I could have been a better wing woman to you. You could have. I'm sorry, I was shell shocked. Really, it was so different. And well, Linda you did and Toby a great got job. On. Well, Linda and Toby really hit it off, though. They were so fun to listen to and talk with. I still feel lovely. guilty, Mom. I'm sorry. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> were you a little mad at me? <laughs> no, not at all. I was mad at myself. I was like. <laughs> Looking out there and seeing these people, like, this is different. We usually just look at each other and do this. All these people are out here. Everybody yeah, was so I supportive, couldn't, couldn't quite get the microphone up to my mouth, and uh, it was all new. Someday it was it'll all be, new. We called your mom. We'll just be a tour, and it'll just be you and me live. <laughs> but still a lot of fun, right? Yeah, and I just felt a little paralyzed. I still stand by the fact that you handled it well. Well, thank you then. It, it oh, was okay. bumpy moments. Um, <laughs> and not everybody knows Mike Technique their first time, right? That's right. Um, and right. then season two, I'm just going to go through. It was okay. Ron's mom, Ron Funch's mom, Karen. Madison oh, yeah. Ward and the Mama Bear. Noah Galvin's I mom, Abby. That. Noah's on The Good mm-hmm. Doctor now. Yeah. Micah, Micah Stock's mom, Barb. Um, Fortune, uh, Fortune's mom, Ginger, Bezod's mom, Benifer. We had on Cameron Esposito and her mom, Brenda. Mm -hmm. Both at the same time. That was so fun. Yeah. And then we talked to Mary Hollis's mom, Tony. Mm -hmm. Um, Bert's mom, Gigi, Bert Kreischer's mom, Gigi, Michelle Buteau's mom, Marie. She has a new book out called Survival of the Thickest. I need to read it still. Yeah, that'd be... Kristen Miller's mom, Bonnie. Adam Devine's mom, Penny. Johnny Lipnicki's mom, Rhonda. Um, Brooks's mom, Brooks Whelan's mom, Chris. We had Will's mom, Kathy Allen. And then our Mm -hmm. last episode before this one was with Roy Wood Jr.'s mom, Joyce. And then there was us, mom. February. I know. Our last episode, (laughs) February 16th, 2021. Yeah. We love everyone and. Thank them for listening to us all these all we these do. episodes. 
Yeah. I don't know if it was really necessary that I went through and listed all the moms, but you know. Oh, I think it was a great forward. idea because they were all just devoted mothers, yeah, but also we, down to earth and willing to share stories and um, really strong individuals. You could really get I that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. What was um for you, mom? I guess what's you got to, oh, you did come with me to the crashing set. Remember when you, you and Meg came oh, to New yeah. York? When Meg and I were there in New York. I was writing on that. That was really fun. For Judd and Pete. Uh-huh. And you met Yoni. Yoni and who was my other Judah. friend? Judah. And Greg Fitzsimmons. And Greg, yes. They were all so kind and it was fun. It was very interesting to sit up, you know, where we in were Video up village. in a, yeah, but when we were, where were we exactly? It was like a, it was like a burlesque we up place or a bar. Or yeah, something. we were kind of up in the back balcony. Megan and I were up there, and we could watch it all happen. And a bit of a seedy joint, but it was the night that Pete's character was supposed to kind of go off the rails and be crazy. <laughs> Out of it was quite a setup, though. Never seen anything quite like that. Are you ready for a rapid fire quiz that I've created for you, Mom? Of course I am. Yes. Okay, it's actually just called, it's like a game of this or that where you have to choose, okay? So I'm going to name two things and you have to choose fairly quickly. Okay. Hold hands or hug? Um, Hug. Smell or hear? (laughs) Hear. TCBY or graders? Oh, TCBY. Same. I remember my earrings got stuck in my ears there as a kid because we forgot to turn them. What a traumatic. We would go there quite often. Good times. You would get vanilla with non pareils. What do you call them? Snow caps. Snow caps. Yeah, mix them up. I would get vanilla with Reese's cups. Always, whether there or at Dairy Queen. With a little extra. Jelly donut. Yeah, you're right. I would ask for extra and you would pay the, what was it, 35 cents. I don't know. Which I thank you. I remember. Yeah. Um, jelly donut or cinnamon roll? Ooh, yikes. I know that's a really hard I one. I think take your time. maybe cinnamon roll. Ooh, it's so hard, but yeah, same. It's very hard, yeah. Pink or purple? Hmm, purple. Diamond no. or, you want to change it to pink? Uh, I don't know. I get I like confused purple. on those. Purple, okay. okay, let's keep it. <laughs> um, diamond or sapphire? Uh, diamond. Bloods or Crips? What? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Rhythm What's or that? blues? Rhythm or blues? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense. You can't just have rhythm and then have it just be by itself. Rhythm and blues <laughs> as opposed to what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Miles Davis or Louis Armstrong? Oh, Louis Armstrong, although I do like Miles Davis. I didn't um, realize he was married to Cicely Tyson. Did you know that? Back in the day. I'm actually yeah. reading her book right now, and I, I'm actually only into chapter two. But, I think um, they got married. If they didn't get married, they were together for a long time. He was really brilliant. But, you know, Louis Armstrong is, you know, he was more global, I guess, you know, in his appeal. He did everything. Well, he acted, he sang, he composed, he played. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, t- I'm and telling sings you, my her favorite book is, song of all time. 
uh, what was your oh um what a wonderful yeah. world what a wonderful world i love that i know Pass you that loved on to it. my kiddos yeah i love that song too but and you're I'm, reading a novel uh did she uh, write it it's or is her it a, book. A book it's called just as i am and i'm like i mentioned oh. i really just started and it's yeah very um captivating and well written i bet i'm just wow. like very very pulled in by her and the mm-hmm. writing which you know after this pandemic and stuff it is hard a little bit. I've noticed my retention and um and uh what am I trying to say? <laughs> Attention span and retention. <laughs> oh well okay. I think all of it. Yeah. One last this but or that. I'm Me- glad you're reading reading. Yeah. Yeah, me too. One last this or that. Megan or Hannah. <laughs> or what? <laughs> or, or Beth. <laughs> or Beth. That's impossible. That would be an impossible question. Okay. Can't well, non-applicable. Last, last question. Okay. What's uh, what's the favorite thing of my work? Wait, what's your favorite thing of my work that, that I've done? Oh, boy. Well, your, my favorite thing. That, that's sort or of like a... Or you can go with your least favorite. Yeah, I you don't have a... Me, what were you ashamed of? <laughs> oh no, I'm not ashamed of any of it. I it's like a timeline and watching you from high school to college to Chicago to LA, you're mm. always changing. You're all, you're always, you know, moving along in the direction that you should be going. I do remember that one show in LA though. Remember that one show where you did the in the larger room, you were just Killing it, and then we went back to this little room. Like, why we went? Why we went back there? I don't know. But they were like the most Not dead audience. I didn't appreciate them at all. I yeah, thought, you got geez. to see. You got to see it. What the night? You got to see what it's like <laughs> the to be high a and the low. Yes, yes. I killed in, in the evening. main. Like, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say I killed in the main room at the Improv. <laughs> In Hollywood on Melrose. And then I went into the lab and I bombed my D off. And my mom was there wow. to witness both. It, to the, I bombed so hard. I, I looked at my mom in the crowd and I go, mom, they were laughing. What am I doing? Were they not? And she yeah. says, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Is that what you said? I, I think they were just a, yeah, something like that. But I, like, I did. I, I realized that night that it's hard. It's very hard to do what you do night after night, just like some of these other, you know, really brilliant artists that we got to talk to their moms. It's hard work. And I think every single one of those moms realizes too, what hard work it is. And, uh, yeah, you know, but you move forward and you look at the majority of the audiences. We all have something in common. I suppose it's that we took a risk, bet on ourselves. Yes. It's and our moms, our moms backed us up. Yep. Thanks for yeah, having my back, our, mom. Oh, it's all you always you always will be. Thank you. I always will be. Yep. You're welcome. Um I'd like to end on a sad uh but real note. Um Uh-oh. this episode okay. is dedicated to Jenny and Aaron's mom, Mrs. Liston, who we who we lost this morning. Um she <gasps> had been um <gasps> battling for a long time, but she is one of the greatest moms of all time, and uh, this oh, this episode is so dedicated to her. Oh, sweet Erin. You know I I'm love so to sorry. end. Sad. But it's also <laughs> happy because, you know, 
they really are the testament to what it what it's like to be a f- a real supportive family. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that stuck out to me when I talked to Erin this morning was she said I have no regrets. She gave her mom everything. The whole family did. And mm-hmm. she, her mom fought for a really long time and she felt like she said all she needed to say and um her mom left behind the legacy of of all her, her girls and boys and an incredible family. Yes. Do you have any last words to our listeners, mom? Just sending out all my love to Erin and her family. I was impressed when we had breakfast that morning. Remember, was that in Bloomington? Mm Mm-hmm, Indiana. to be with Erin. Katie B and And you could just, yes, and Katie B. They, uh, yeah, that was very special to spend that time with them. But I'm happy that, you know, Erin's family will have the peace that they need Mm -hmm. right now. That yeah. they, they did everything they could and they yeah. stuck together for her. That's the best. Yeah, I agree. But no, I, you know, right at, at this point, I feel very fortunate that we had Josh and Marina helping us with our podcast and that we got the privilege of talking to people that I never would have had the chance to talk to. And they were all wonderful, lovely people that I'm inspired by, I you know, too. right up to the end with Joyce and um, yeah. everything Joyce went through. With conviction and no regrets. And, yeah. Uh, a truly incredible woman. So oh many of the moms gosh. we talked to, just incredible people. So I, I'm yeah. thankful we have them on record. And it's like a little audio scrapbook for their kids. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you to all. And like you said, maybe we'll meet up again. Yeah, I bet we will. I love you, Mom. Now that I have all my equipment. <laughs> yeah, we're not. they're not going to come and that repo I- that. <laughs> they can take our podcast, but they can't take our mics. They can't take our stuff. Pry it out They've of my stuff. Pry it out of my <laughs> grip. Fight me for it. You're going to have to fight me for this lavalier mic. Well, you know, but I'm also happy for you, Beth, because you have a lot of projects in the works right now. And this will give you a little more leeway, a little more time to work on your writing projects. And we look forward to what's going to happen um, what's going up in your head right now? Lots of stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm good writing stuff. A, I'm writing a TV show about us. So, um, you know, we're going to make serious <laughs> really nervous. regret their decision. They're going to be so bummed. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, it's been good. It's been it a really good, good, fun ride. Yeah. Goodbye. Farewell. Well, I'll I'll be saying goodbye. goodbye. Oh, goodbye. this makes me sad too. Christopher Plummer. Oh, oh, man. Rest in peace. You want to hear something sweet, though? Okay. I had a student message me the other night who is in her 20s now, but she texted me or messaged me. I forget which one it was. But she said, remember when we watched The Sound of Music in the classroom? And she was, I never would have seen it without you. So I Aww. loved that. All right. Sorry. And I, no, I love that. And I never would have Christopher Plummer. without you, Mom. So thank you. Well, me neither without you. All right, my girl. Love you lots. I love you. And thanks everyone for listening. And thanks so much. I don't think you have to like and subscribe and leave a review anymore, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll figure out. But if you decide to, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sayonara. Farewell. Bye bye. Adios. Abiento. Abiento.